My mother one time bought a plastic tablecloth to protect our tablecloth, but it was so long, it draped down and covered the tablecloth and covered the floor. So my sister and I, we, we went underneath and it felt like a fish tank. So we pretended to be mermaids and we had pool rings that looked like fish. So we swam around with our fish and pretended to be mermaids and it was a lot of fun. Welcome back to another episode of Play and Art Podcast. We are so excited to be here once again around the red kitchen table with our uh, cups of tea. And I'm happy to be here with my father, uh, Dr. Sakelli, and talking a little bit about um, play and art. We definitely have some time now to have these discussions, which is wonderful. So um, what's been going on? Well, it's been a month now that since we've been incarcerated. <laughs> and, and, uh, I think someone incarcerated would be upset by that comment. But, okay. <laughs> but I was thinking about how staying at home for art teachers really becomes a wonderful, on uh, wonderful home laboratory to observe and watch children and um, their creative acts. And uh, some of the things that would be, of course, very important to look for from the perspective of play is um, how unlike the things children do at home, creative things children do at home, um, it is from school art. And when you go back to school, it's kind of shocking to see that the home art has little, if any, relationship to school art. And uh, play art is really the birth of art at home and how that can be um, uh, continued um, in school or be the base of school art. So when you have this discrepancy, there is something wrong. Yeah, and I think it's really being celebrated now, which is wonderful. I mean, I see a lot of parents and kids working together and uh, doing a lot of home home art projects, right? Things like uh, I've never seen before. Lots of interesting things that people are dressing up like, uh, you know, famous paintings, right? It's families, which is which is really fun. Or making uh, the you know, there's a whole focaccia bread challenge where people are making uh, these beautiful focaccia breads with all kinds of you know landscapes in it, if you will, and all kinds of things. So I think that uh, parents are once again embracing that, not just the early childhood kids, which you see a lot of, but kids of all ages and uh, families of all ages coming together to make these things. So there's, yeah, there's a lot we could definitely learn from from, from the, these moments. Well, one, of course, is uh, um, the many media, as you say, that kids are doing their art in at home. 
um, that it's not really from art supply lists and not really from what is offered to them by uh, an art teacher. They look everywhere. They shop everywhere at home. And uh, the other one is it's miracle because their their art that's coming up is without a lesson, an art lesson uh, leading it. Um, without an adult saying what should be done and putting on criteria of how it should look like. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, the, if you watch the children, they can make art. And that's, that's kind of a surprise to many who have been in teaching art for a long time. Yes. Um, how inventive, innovative um, uh, children are. Um, and that, in fact, our role is very different or should be very different if it's going to continue with home art, that it's not something that's led by the teacher. Well, and this and is also, something we need to bring into, you know, people are still giving assignments to their students. I think that's important to know, too. Um, and I see that with my daughter this week where her teacher gave her an assignment um, that completely did not make sense to even what she had at home, right? Where most kids have at home, she has it at home. But what most kids have at home are completely irrelevant to the time and place we're in. Um, and I think that's a problem, too. I think we need to, you know, start thinking about home art also as um, as teachers because we are interacting with our students online still. Um, many of us are, not all of us. But to understand that some of these things uh, we should be doing need to kind of reflect this, the space and time we're in as well. There, I have terrible things to confess to you this morning. Oh, no. One, <laughs> one is a lovely, lovely child and her mom who send me to post, send us to post on our play-based site um, almost every day. Faithfully, almost every morning I can open my computer and know that she will be sending a post. And yet I'm reluctantly posted because each one is she's sat, sitting at a table just like in school with her daughter and providing a traditional art lesson mm. uh, from potato printing to uh, <clears throat> anything that you can imagine that has been done for 100 years in school art. She is providing this lesson for her. Yes. And the daughter is just sitting there and looking for what the next day's lesson will be. So, again, you know, to, to notice the differences. And that leads to this notion of what you learn in this home art laboratory is the incredible independence children can have and how important to maintain that is. Yeah. Or how easily she can squash it at the same time. And I think that, you know, just as kids are itching to go back to school and are playing a lot of school at home, right? We like to play school too sometimes um, as teachers. And we don't realize that that's not always necessary um, or relevant to what's going on, right? I think we're itching for some of that... some of that stimulation within ourselves and to realize that our, our kids, just as us, just need time to create, to yes. make things, to play, to to do all of these things that um, are just innately part of us. And that's the beauty of this time is that we do have time to do that. So, you know, sometimes holding back a little bit as a teacher to play teacher, um, I think is important in every realm. I think it's important in the classroom, too, to sometimes hold back and say, okay, these are these are the art students. These are the ones creating. Let me give them a space to create. Um, but I think right now, especially since we um, we don't have any 
avenue to do that. We, <laughs> our poor kids sometimes, uh, our own kids sometimes get that. Uh, <laughs> but the attitude of saying, I am going to, since I'm an art teacher, make art with my child every day. Oh, wonderful. And then you, pro- wonderful, but then you provide art lessons every day instead of really looking and learning from the child. And yeah. one of the lessons that kids need to take away from every art class is that spirit of independence. Yes. That, as Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. Exactly. And as an artist, you have to learn that and you have to be um, uh, supported by your parents and have to be supported by your art teacher, your independent spirit, mm-hmm. uh, knowing what you would like to do and having the opportunity and the encouragement to do it. Yeah. As I'm saying, the spirit of independence is has to keep burning. It has to be kept alive in the children. And um, the sense that I can do it my way, that I have great ideas, I have the best ideas, and I'm showing you my best ideas. And when you're setting the table as a child, you know, you're independently creating art. You're doing... Uh, um, you're setting the table not according to Miss So-and-So's etiquette, but you're setting it in a way that it becomes a palette, it becomes a, uh, a canvas. One of the things I, I would say um, to the beginning part of this, too, is that it might be nice for the your kids or whoever's around you to actually give you the lesson. And sometimes that's really nice because they also want to play school. Um, and I always think that's really important to... Um, instead of you always sitting them at the table and giving the lesson, you know, they have great ideas too. So this is a wonderful time to start understanding that um, it can go both ways and the ideas can flow both ways. And for them to actually set up um, the art lesson for for the group today uh, can be a wonderful addition. You know yourself, your sister, even your brother, how many times you came into my art class to give a lesson and how successful that lesson was and what it did to your confidence as an independent thinker, an independent creative person, when you gave that lesson to a college class. Um, what Some of the best lessons I observed are children giving lessons to their Barbies, giving art lessons to their teddy bears. Um, and they're, they're wonderful art lessons. Mm-hmm. So there is no reason why we can't have occasions in the art room where children really um, talk about their ideas, present their ideas, and um, even give lessons to uh, small groups or even an entire class. Mm -hmm. And the teacher can help them prepare for that. Yeah. I mean, it's really no different than a college class or anything else. Like, it's just the idea of sharing ideas. And I think that innately is so important, right? You have good ideas. I have good ideas. Let's discuss those ideas. Let's make our our, our better because we're actually, you know, sharing in this in this space, um, and we're creating things based on all of those ideas. And the the idea, right, that I'm the only one as the teacher that has any of the ideas, and you as the student are just going to learn from those ideas. I think is is part of the problem. Um, you know, that the student as artist also has wonderful things to share. It's Art teaching is really validating children's ideas. And uh, they need to, instead of you coming in with a detailed lesson plan of what is going to be done, of having kids jot down, sketch, collect, and show 
what could be done. Yes. And um, to um, trust them that, yes, they have great ideas. You know, because yeah. so many times the little first grader will turn to you. I can't think of anything to do. I don't have any ideas. I'm not an artist. All these things are, are signs of the lack of confidence, the lack of independence that this child was allowed. Mm-hmm. And now um, we're in such a wonderful time because we can really, um, you know, help to motivate our own kids and also our own students as we're doing things online to come up with things. We have such a wonderful uh, vision into their into their own homes, right? I mean, before we always. We, you know, you and I always talk about them bringing things in, the importance of bringing things in and sharing things and collections and everything. Boy, now we're in their homes. I mean, how awesome is that to actually be in their homes and be on Zoom or Google Classroom or whatever it is, right? And actually have that window into their homes where we can see their play setups and see the things that they bring in and they can go and get things. Um, you know, I've seen some wonderful just scavenger hunts of people doing, you know, where they're sharing things, you know, having wonderful share times right in their own bedrooms. And, um, you know, it's kind of a magical time for our teaching and we should really utilize that. And we need to, I think the main thing I learned from even Emily this week is throw out those lessons, you know, that you have in your class and really utilize what we have. Um, this moment that we have that actually can is so precious, um, and this insight into their, you know, into kids' home lives and what they're really interested in, what they care about. Uh, we've got that right now at our fingertips. So, you know, use that. Yes. Are you sharing your home? Is your home an open place yeah. for shopping? Yeah. Do you have enough um, uh, foil to, to spare? Do you have spare parts that you can open and, and draw and, and uh, have the kids uh, see if they can use it? And um, so is your home open? Are there cabinets, drawers, trash cans, <laughs> toolboxes? Are yeah. they open for them to use? Exactly. Um, very important part of it. Absolutely. Uh, I have three areas in terms of uh, this uh, home laboratory that um, I found in the weeks that we stayed home that were very important to um, consider in school. Um, the importance of figures in the children's lives, especially dolls, teddy bears, action figures, which are more than just objects to design with, to set up, but they're also friends. They're also made a great difference in um, um, giving security to the children to uh, have a friend at home who shares this isolation. Yes. So to, to make your own figures, to create your own, uh, which became a very important topic in our house. Well, and this whole bear project that's kind of hit across the country, right? This idea of having a bear in your window, a bear on your front lawn. I think that's interesting because it becomes not just even about kids, but also about adults and about the idea of seeing these things. And uh, can we make our own bears, right? Can we uh, stage the bears in special ways and make things for the bears, clothing for the bears and places for the bears to sit and... Um, I think it's interesting because everyone wants to share their, their teddy bears with, with the world, which is a beautiful, uh, beautiful thing right now. More teddy bears, perhaps, uh, could be made. Absolutely. And could be con- uh, constructed and shared. Um, um, yeah. Playing school if your teddy bear is going to school. If a teddy bear, God forbid, has the coronavirus, 
right. playing doctor. And <laughs> so yeah, all, all these friends are involved in children's art. Mm-hmm. The other is um, uh, the many plays with home furniture, the tendency of kids right now to go under the table and play, to find a safe space in the home to play uh, and create, to go into the closet and create an art studio in the closet or under the bed. So this uh, search for... um, um, a private space, but also in this case a safe space to get away from the problems of, of the day. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting and something you, very important to be able to freely play with classroom furniture. Um, the other is uh, to be able to be confined yet to be able to fly, to use your imagination and get yourself out of this confinement. So many prisoners for a long time, if you're incarcerated, speak of how their imaginations let them float through the walls, through the isolation, through the period of being in prison. So magic carpet rides, rides to imaginary places and and, uh, art can take you there. And many of children's plays that I observed this week really deal with this getting away from the situation in a very creative way. I've seen a lot of submarines being made with pillows. I've seen a lot of um, hot air balloons with, with uh, uh, balloons attached to chairs and, and uh, laundry baskets. So this this flying away, this this getting away, going away from the situation and using your art to find new places and imaginary places uh, was very um, important in helping kids to get through this period. But certainly something that we want to get away in some sense from school when you're in an art class. Yes. Although I've seen a lot of uh, magic school bus type plays. (laughs) (laughs) So the school bus is bringing us there regardless, right? (laughs) But that is a magical moment for kids as well. It's a magic school bus. It is a magic school bus, yes. I can go anywhere. That's true. Well, thank you for taking uh, some time today, Emily. Uh, I think this is a very important subject to talk about, um, especially especially during these few weeks. And uh, we will see you on Facebook or speak with you on Facebook and hopefully next time on the podcast. Thank you.